Here we go. Good evening. Let's call to order the Parks and Rec Commission meeting for January 10th, 2024 at 7 p.m. Uh, but before we begin, I'd like to state that the city strongly denounces hate speech and does not tolerate disruptive behavior in our meetings. Sunnyville prides itself on a rich diversity of its residents. We are committed to creating a culture of belonging uh, where members of our diverse community feel included, safe, and respected. The commission uh, meeting is considered to be a limited public forum, which means the commission can regulate the time, place, and manner of speech to prevent our meetings from being disrupted. The that this protects the rights of the other speakers and ensures the commission can accomplish its business in a reasonably efficient manner. Speaker comments must be limited to the agenda item uh, being considered by the commission. The presiding officer will make a determination as to whether a speaker's comment is related to an agenda item being considered by the commission. If a speaker does not comply, the presiding officer will rule the speaker out of order. The presiding officer will not rule speech out of order because the presiding officer disagrees with the content of the speaker's speech. Before we get started, I'd like to remind the commissioners of some procedural items for the meeting. During the meeting, remote participants will remain muted when not speaking. If remote participants have a question or comment, please use the raise hand feature. Speakers will be called upon one at a time to speak. Members of the public may participate in person, online, or by telephone to provide public comment. Please submit a speaker card to the recording officer in person or use the raise hand feature uh, online to request to speak. That's star nine on your telephone. Location and teleconference meeting details are available on the meeting agenda. Captions are available to viewers accessing this meeting via Zoom. Captions can be displayed or hidden using the Show Captions button. Comments on matters not on the agenda must be submitted prior to the time I call the item for oral communications. Comments on agenda items must be submitted prior to the time I close the public hearing on the agenda item. Speakers are requested to keep their comments no more than three minutes and time limits will be strictly enforced. Guidelines are posted on the city's websites and on the meeting agenda. Um, can we start with the salute to the flag? Please join me as we salute the flag. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Recording officer, may we have a roll call, please? Chair Kesting? Here. Vice Chair Mason has excused absence. Commissioner Bremon. Present. Commissioner Geary. And Commissioner Gatani has excused absence. We have three present with two absent. Additionally, we have Council Member Mellinger present as well. Certainly. Chair Kesting. I recognize uh, Damon. Thank you. Um, before we begin the meeting tonight, I would like to inform the public that it came to our attention that Chair Kesting sent an email yesterday to other commissioners related to tonight's agenda item regarding um, dogs off leash areas. And this, um, through discussions, we believe that um, Chair Kesting inadvertently um, and unknowingly violated the, the Brown Act. Um, so therefore, copies of the email have been provided for public consumption and they're listed where the agendas are on the sideboard. And um, that a copy of that email will also be added as part of the minutes to tonight's meeting. Um, additionally, uh, staff will work with all commissioners on um, continued discussions and um, enlightenment around uh, the Brown Act. 
uh, thank you very much for uh, the time chair casting. Certainly. And just as a response, I would just like to state that uh, if I did uh, uh, violate the Brown Act, uh, that most certainly was inadvertently. Um, the correspondence was sent out to uh, to commissioners individually. And by doing so, I felt as though I was uh, not creating a serial meeting, working just as my own personal behalf to advocate for something that I think of as being good policy. Um, that being said, I'd be more than happy to have further discussions with uh, uh, Councillor Moon, uh, as well as with staff as needed to make sure that I'm doing things properly uh, in my service to the city. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, moving on. We have presentations. The first presentation is uh, actually, does anyone else want to speak about that? I mean, does anybody else have a comment they wanted to at all? No. Okay, then I'll close public comment. Uh, moving on, we'll move on to presentation uh, A, which is 24-0137. That's the golf and tennis report. Uh, Jim Stark and Rodney Wilson will present. Um, and I would present support for golf as we go to the next slide. So this is program 1400 golf operations, which includes golf and tennis. Next slide. Um, this slide just talks about the golf courses. We have two golf courses at City Sunnyvale. We have an 18 hole sunken gar uh, nine hole sunken gardens, which was built in 1957 and purchased by the city in the early 19, 17, uh, 1970s. And then we have Sunnyvale Golf Course opened in 1968, um, 18-hole golf course. Next slide. Um, so as far as the golf operation businesses, this uh, fiscal year for the first six months, you can see the total revenue for the Sunnyvale Golf Course was $1,856,000. Sunken Gardens was $899,000. So total revenue for the first six months of fiscal year 22, uh, 23, 24, is 2.7 million. Um, and this, uh, if you look at the highlights for the fiscal year, revenue is up uh, over 10% from prior year. Uh, Sunken Garden does have a range. Range revenue is up 16%. And rounds uh, this fiscal year up 5,100 uh, rounds for this fiscal year. So golf is actually still very uh, vibrant and, and still doing very well. Next slide. So the top numbers right there are the numbers for Sunnyvale and the bottom numbers are for Sunken Gardens. As you can see, the change in revenue between merchandise, uh, power cards, power cards, another thing that's really has been, uh, we're doing very well with 15% up with uh, Sunnyvale. And then you look at um, total rounds for both courses. Like I said, they're up 5,100. So overall, everything's very healthy in golf. Um, you know, last year we had a little down year with the weather, but this year, you know, we still are pretty good with the weather so far. So definitely rounds are up and revenues up. Next slide. This is rounds for the golf courses for the last seven years. Um, you can see the peak year was 2021. That was uh, the year of COVID, obviously, and we had 152,000 rounds for both courses went down a little bit in 21, 22, 
And then 22, 23, obviously it was uh, a very wet year. So it definitely had a, a lower amount of rounds that year. But if you look at overall from 16, 17 to 2023, 20, you still see a pretty big increase of rounds for both courses. Next slide. Some of the things we're doing is Sunnyvale Golf Courses, Sunnyvale Sunken Gardens. We have, uh, in the summertime, we do some golf and tennis junior camps. So we combine uh, in the morning would be tennis and afternoon is a golf camp for the juniors. We collected over 30,000 uh, emails we've got from our database through um, online bookings and, and various other sources. Um, so we market to those people on a regular basis. Um, some of the things we're looking at doing in 2024 is uh, both of our golf pros have been trained to um, to uh, train for PGA Hope, which is helping our Patriots everywhere. It's a program where they come out and we give them lessons. We help them out their golf game. We help them what they're doing. We take them on the golf course. So we help them out and, and get them involved in golf. Um, so that's really a good program we have for the PG America. We've uh, got new point of sale and touchless payments for our customers. So they don't have to obviously insert the credit cards anymore. We're looking at a PGA Junior League for 2024. Uh, PGA Junior League is a nationwide league. They have competitions at all at various levels and golf courses, and they have a national championship, which was this year in Frisco, Texas. Also at the golf courses, we host about 11 high school play uh, high schools. Um, this last spring or fall, we had 11 uh, grill team play. We expect about the same in the fall uh, and spring for uh, boys teams for about 11 teams. Next slide. So what's driving new players to golf? Um, top golf is obviously a, a big driver. We have 80 top golf courses uh, in this area or in the United States, I say stay. There's one obviously in our area here in San Jose. Uh, there's another one being built in Burlingame currently. Uh, another uh, component to that is Atomic Golf, which is a similar avenue. Uh, they have nine in uh, operation right now. Their newest one coming in operation is in Las Vegas. Uh, the other thing that's really it's, uh, big in golf right now, driving new players, indoor simulators. Uh, last year, there's 80 million rounds of golf played in indoor simulators in Korea, 80 million rounds. They have one simulator store for every 6,000 people in Korea. So indoor golf is really a big thing because you can play a round of golf within an hour. So indoor simulators are pretty big. Um, another thing is they have Pop Stroke is a it's kind of a tipsy putt kind of deal. Pop Stroke has, they have nine locations. Most of them are back east, and there's 14 in the planning right now. Um, Five Iron Golf is a, another simulator area. They have 20,000 square feet, and they have simulators in there. They play leagues. They do uh, contests. They rent them out. They do lessons. They do events. It's a big uh Fun place to go where you can get food and beverage. You can play golf on a simulator. You can rent it out. Um, this they have twenty locations. Tigers Golf League TGL. Um, that was a big thing coming up for golf. They were, had PGA Tour players involved with this, and um, they had a little issue with the the dome. They were going to do the simulators in. It kind of collapsed, so they put it off till twenty twenty five. But it's something that Tiger's involved with, and they have PGA Tour players involved with it too. COVID. COVID is obviously a big, big driver for golf. Um, the last few years, 
last year, the PGA of America CEO said that golf is at all-time high, and we had 41 million people on and off course last year. Uh, all-time high. Women playing golf, all-time high. Juniors playing golf, all-time high. People of color, all-time high. And first-timers, is all-time high. So that is really a good thing for golf. Uh, COVID obviously, you know, was a bad thing for a lot of things, but for golf, it really kind of spiked it up. And right now the trend is that it's going to be the same level for the next few years. The PGA America doesn't see anything changing for that right now. So golf is really healthy. It's doing really well. Next slide. So I'll talk a little about tennis. Um, obviously Las Palmas Tennis Center, they have um, 15 Tennis courts for pickleball courts. They have a cafe, pro shop, locker room. One of the new things they're adding right now is a new lounge area. And uh, it's supposed to be open next month. Um, so they'll be able to do some outside events there right by the pickleball court. So that'll help drive additional revenue for the um, tennis center. Next slide. Tennis uh, in 2023, 23-24 has seen about a little reduction in play, 20-30% reduction in play in 2023 but they have seen a big increase in pickleball. Pickleball was a 78% increase. Um, pickleball, if you don't know anything about pickleball, it's a game that's a little smaller, condensed, plays with a um, kind of a wiffle ball, but it, it's, a, it's really good for older people. So a lot of people are transitioning to pickleball or a little older because um, you don't have to move as much. So right now, tennis course has eight blended tennis courts, pickleball courts. Uh, like I said, they have the construction of a new pavilion for seating and social events next to the pickleball courts. And they're looking at adding padel. Padel is the fastest growing sport outside of the U.S. It's a form of uh, tennis, uh, squash. It's kind of, it's, uh, it's got a smaller area, but it's actually played, it's a fast moving sport. And it's, um, you know, it's not that many, it's not that big in the United States, but it's, I think they said it was a fat, the number one sport in Spain. Uh, is Padel. Next slide. Okay. I did that pretty quickly. <laughs> no, I don't know if you have any questions, but um, I'm here to answer any questions. I think that puts you uh, under par, sir. <laughs> under par I, quick, I, I did it fast. I, I like to play golf fast. I like to do things fast. <laughs> um. Do any commissioners uh, have uh, comments or questions for staff? You. I recognize a uh, chairman. Uh, excuse me, Commissioner Geary. You want to use mine? Is um, do we have a summary? Is, I I know it's it's part of the uh, the budget report. Do we have? I know you showed the summary of um, uh, revenue for golf. Similarly, do we have one for tennis as well? Um, and uh, the the I mean summary of revenue expenses uh, as a as a single sheet summary. 
I, I can speak to that. Um, it's a little bit different. So the way we operate the tennis, um, we do, we have those numbers, but the tennis remember is operated. We contract out with a vendor. So the tennis operations are operated by lifetime activities and in return, they pay us rent. So basically it's a pretty static number. Um, so it, it's different. So with the golf courses, it's, you know, city operates it, city runs it, city pays expenses, city gets the revenue. What we do with the tennis facility, uh, Los Palmas Tennis Center, is we rent it to a vendor. They can make the money that they can make, you know, off the facility, and then we collect rent from them in, in exchange. So it's a little apples and oranges, but I'll get what information I can regarding their revenue and pass it on. Thank you, uh, Superintendent Yeah, no, I'm aware of that. When I, I was just more curious about because uh, the city uh, also operates other tennis courts in this, uh, uh, the rest of the city. Was wondering if we have a kind of summary of uh, uh, the revenue to I mean expenses I and mean, just um, yeah just to see I mean because we saw them there was a revenue numbers on this one sure so as part of the golf and tennis fund it, it breaks out the golf portion and the tennis fund so we'll we'll get the budget summary from that we oh, can send it to the whole you. commission. Do we have any other commissioners with uh, questions or comments uh, for staff? Uh, I can see that we have uh, someone in the public uh, with a question. Uh, raise hand feature. Can we call on um, on the attendee, uh, Gregory? Gregory, you're good to go. Great. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. All right. Yeah. Th thank you for the presentation. It's always good to to see the Parks and Rec Commission and the and the good information that's being shared. And um, so thank you. Uh, the uh, I've I've uh, I love the the tennis center. I live really close to it. Uh, one one thing I have uh, talked to them about, and I know that there's no solution here now, but I I would like to keep keep working on it. Is um th the uh the tennis center you know. I'm probably a block from the tennis center and I go through it every day to school and it is a beautiful place. Um, the one disadvantage of living close to the tennis center is it kind of feels like a different world to those of us that live next to it. It's almost that it's not um, part of our neighborhood. And uh, one of the ideas that I've, uh, that I've uh, talked to them about and, and they are, I know that there's obstacles. I know there's a lot of obstacles to doing this, but um, and, uh, they're being very open to it and trying to figure out a way that might make it work. But, and that is to maybe have a, a, a court, a pickleball court or a tennis court or two that is dedicated to the, to the local neighborhood families. Uh, because almost every other neighborhood in Sunnyvale does have some free tennis courts that they can use anytime they want without having to make reservations. And oddly enough, we live next to it and we don't. And so that's just, I, I, you know, no need to answer it now. I know that you're aware of my kind of working on that. And I just wanted to bring it up again since since we had this good presentation. Uh, and again, thanks again. It's a lovely place. It's very well managed. And we love it. I just like to have a little bit more connection with the neighborhood. Thank you so much, uh, Gregory, for uh, for calling in for that. Do we have any other members from the public for uh, for comments on this? Oh, I see there's a Danny White. Danny White, I think you're uh, uh, with uh, Tipsy Pug. Is that correct, sir? Yes, that's correct. Can you hear me? Thank you for joining us, Danny. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. Um, yeah, it's not so much a question, just um, just more of a wanting to get introduced 
Um, yeah, uh, for those of you not familiar, um, I'm involved with the with Tipsy Put. My role is part of our corporate team. Our director of community outreach. Um, it was actually quite nice to see Tipsy Put on the presentation. Uh, had a nice screenshot of uh, of one of our golf courses. So uh, yeah, yeah. Thank you for including that. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I have a big part of of at least what we do. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll read you Tipsy Put's mission statement uh, to empower the communities. Uh, we serve by supporting those in the community uh, that serve us. Um, and just to follow up with that as well, um, our five core values that we we base our company on a day-to-day -day basis uh, is number one is golf, fun, local, community, and equality. Um, and yeah, yeah, it's, at least with the with the whole golf courses, it's definitely something that uh, that I feel could be um a working relationship in in any capacity that we could get involved um we do uh a lot of uh philanthropy work at least out in the community charity golf courses uh we're donating uh you know for raffles silent auctions to silent auctions in any way that we can um yeah it's just more of a like just kind of wanted to to raise up introduce myself and um yeah see if it's at least something that we can help and and be a part and you know it's definitely i know we're new to the community but we we're we're thrilled to be here and i want to be heavily involved thank you so much mr white for calling it i do appreciate you uh your uh, your comments um, I, I do have a couple of questions uh, for you. I think Mr. Ralph Kenton, uh, he is the gentleman who runs a Lifetime, the, the, the company. Uh, no, Ralph Kenton's a previous Park and Rec chairman. Oh, okay. Michael Scadden uh, is one of the people that runs Lifetime Activities. For some reason, I can do that. Uh, Chair, uh, it's Chair Kenton, who's also the president of the Sunnyville uh, Tennis Club. Yeah, I know he's been involved with this tennis club also. Yeah. Okay. Um I also see that he's listening in as well. Uh, do we know what the rental fees are that Lifetime pays for the uh, for uh, for to to the city for uh, for access, the ability to to rent out the uh, the tennis courts? Yeah, yeah, we have a it's scheduled out. I don't. I'm, we were looking at it this morning. I think they're paying around thirteen or fourteen grand a month right now. Okay, and how much space is that? The whole facility. Yeah, off the top of my head, I would guess it's about twenty acres. 20 acres of space and they paid $13,000 a month for it. Okay. Um, and do we have any, I know that Tibbs called in and asked about access, local free access for the, for, um, actually, who's the gentleman? He wouldn't, the, the gentleman who runs Lifetime, he wouldn't come here for any of this stuff, would he? Michael, I mean, we could always have him do a presentation or something like that if you wanted. He'd be happy to do it. Yeah, I, I guess my, my point is just like, I feel as though Dibs has been talking about wanting to have walk-on access for locals in the neighborhood to to promise to be able to walk on to the tennis courts and be able to use them the same way they do in Mountain View. I feel like he's been saying that for a while. And I mean, it's, I wonder where that's going. Is there is that ever going to happen? Or uh, is there any way we can help facilitate that happen? Or is that just... Like, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not really involved with that. So I don't know what conversations he's having. I, I know in the past they likened it to a bowling alley. You know, hey, Bowling Alley has open lanes. It's free. Why can't we just play? I think it's a similar analogy for Lifetime. So, you know, a lot of it gets into we have a contractual arrangement with them, you know, so they agreed to do business with the city and we have a contract. So we have to follow the contract. So now if 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 residents can work some sort of a, a deal with Lifetime activities, you know, that's between them. 
the, does the contract allow the city to stipulate one or two of these courts uh, has to be accessible uh, for locals for for people that the, are directly the current contract doesn't say, say that, no. Like that no how how would we go about addressing the concerns for citizens like uh like uh prior commissioner Gibbs if you wanted to allow free access to to the courts there uh, we would open up the contract if, when is the contract up for renewal uh, what was it like another 2032 2032 and does this commission have any say over that uh, it would be council action be council yeah i mean you could certainly recommend it something like that you could have those conversations but to to make a change to the contract would require council action okay all right okay i think that's all my question oh um thank you so much for the presentation it was really great to, to meet you uh, it was really fantastic to see mr white calling um it was always good to hear from our prior commissioner Gibbs. Uh, I think we'll. Oh, we have one more question. Superintendent Stark, uh, I know um, was uh, a capital improvement project for the tennis center that was discussed in the past. Mm -hmm. um, so is that when is that uh, coming up for uh, for renovation the building yeah. particularly? A couple of things. There's there's no um, budgeted renovations currently for the tennis center. What was authorized by council was a study of the conditions because we know the buildings are old. You know they're in disrepair. They need some help. So the council commissioned a study to be done on the buildings to see what would it take to bring them up to speed. You know, in other words, you know what would it take to repair them? What would it take to kind of rebuild them? What would it take to expand it potentially? So that report's being wrapped up currently. And then we hope that that report will give us guidance moving forward on what we need to do with the tennis facility as far as the buildings and all that kind of stuff. The only the other thing that's kind of in play is a Los Palmas Park renovation is starting to come up. I think it goes into design maybe later next year or something like that. So that will also have a, a limited impact on the tennis center. But because of the budget, it's only about six million dollars. I don't think it'll be a dramatic impact. So but that's the only things currently that are budgeted for tennis. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I, I would, uh, Ricky, if we could get on the record uh, when we expect that contract to be closed. I think you said it was 20, 2032, and that the the way to solicit for for more access for free access for locals would be to to change the contract. Um, I think we'll close this part of the 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 present the, this part of the meeting. Uh, we'll now open up for oral communications. Members of the public will now have the opportunity to address the commission on topics not listed on tonight's agenda. This section is limited to 15 minutes and may be extended or continued after the public hearing or general business section of the agenda. Individuals are limited to one appearance per uh, one appearance during oral communications. As stated at the beginning of the meeting, this commission meeting is considered a limited public forum and the commission can regulate the time, place and manner of speech. Speaker comments during oral communications must be limited to matters within the commission's authority uh, to address general, generally referred to as within the commission's, uh, commission's subject matter jurisdiction. If a speaker does not speak to, to a matter within the commission's subject matter jurisdiction, the presiding officer will rule the speaker out of order to allow the commission to conduct its business in a reasonably efficient manner and to protect the rights of other speakers. The presiding officer will not rule speech out of order because the presiding officer disagrees with the content of the speaker's, speaker's speech. Does anyone have interest in speaking regarding oral communications? And again, this is stuff that's not for uh, that we're reviewing today. Uh, and it looks like we have uh, Richard Mellinger. Um, 
for, for today's. Uh, here we go. Councilman uh, Mellinger. Good evening, folks. My name is Richard Mellinger. I have the honor to represent District 5 on Sunnyvale City Council. Uh, I just wanted to say I will be appointed as the Council Liaison for the Parks and Recreation Commission. Uh, I will serve in that capacity through June. I am here to be a resource for the Commission. If there are questions of me in my Council capacity, if there are anything that I can do to help, uh, Happy to. Other than that, I hope my presence will be as uh, purely ornamental as possible. Thank you very much, and looking forward to being with you all over the next six months. Thank you so much, Councilman. Do we have any other speakers for the uh, consent uh, for the oral calendar? Consent calendar. I, I, I keep mispronouncing that, man. Consent calendar? Yes, consent calendar. I don't think we do, right? There's no one else in the public. Uh, so I will now... I will now ask for my uh, colleagues for a motion to... Uh, for a roll call vote. Uh, that's to approve the Parks and Recreation Rule. Am I missing something? Yeah, we had public comment. Uh, co a comment from my colleague? No, no, that's a, we have a comment from my colleagues? I would ask for a motion from my colleagues uh, for a, a roll call vote for approving our minutes. I move to approve the Park and Recreation Commission meeting minute of December 13, 2023. Second. Can we have a, a, a roll call, please? Commissioner Bramon? I approve. Commissioner Geary? I approve. Chair Kesting? I approve. The motion passes three with two absent. So we'll now move on to the public hearings, general business. As stated at the beginning of the meeting, the commission meeting is considered a limited public forum, and the commission can regulate the time, place, and manner of speech. Speaker comments during public hearing items must be limited to an agenda item being considered by the commission. If a speaker does not comply, the presiding officer will rule the speaker out of order to allow the commission to conduct its business in any orderly, orderly fashion um, and protect the rights of other speakers. The presiding officer will not rule uh, speech out of order because the presiding officer disagrees with the content of the speaker's speech. Uh, we will now move to ranking of the study issues. This evening, we will be discussing the ranking of eight different study issues. The first is DPW 20-03, Waste Reduction Initiative in Sunnyvale Parks. The second is DPW 20-11, Evaluate Feasibility of Dog Off-Leash Hours in Select Sunnyvale Parks. The third item is DPW 22-08, Evaluate the Council Policy for Naming City Parks with the intention of incorporating a more diverse cultural history in the park's names, including South Asian culture and develop a policy, a policy for renaming existing parks. DPW 23-07, evaluate the feasibility of an ordinance to ban the use of gas-powered leaf blowers and, sm and other small one two-stroke motors within the city limits of Sunnyvale. Number five, DPW 24-04, to evaluate late-night lights at public parks. Number six, DPW 24-05, 
exploring making the city-owned property at West Evelyn and Matilda Place open and accessible to the public with the rehabilitation of the existing bus terminal sign abandoned at that location. Number seven, DPW 24-06. Explore the feasibility of planting 2,000 2,025 new trees in Sunnyvale by 2025. Uh, number eight, ESD 22-02, promotion and assessment of sustainable landscaping strategies. I will go ahead and open the public hearing for this uh, specific item. Members of the public wishing to address the commission, please submit uh, speaker cards to the reporting officer. I'll use the raise hand feature now or dial star nine on the telephone to indicate you wish to speak. I will call on members of the public participating in person first, then the recording officer will re ask remote participants to unmute when it's their turn to address the commission. Because uh, I have one, two, three, I have four cards and a handful of people on five cards. Uh, so I will go ahead and um, call on these people. First, we'll pick uh, Gary Trenauer. Gary? You guys, um, thank you for allowing me to speak. Is it, is it really on? Yeah, okay, good. Okay, uh, Sunnyvale residents are fortunate to have many beautiful parks across our city. All my daughter's early birthdays were celebrated at these parks. When my daughter turned 10, you. I brought home a, uh, our first dog, a Border Terrier puppy named Bramble. Within a matter of weeks, we started to refer to Bramble as my daughter's younger brother. He was truly a full-fledged family member. For his 15 and a half years he was with us, we would walk as a family to our neighborhood park, Cherry Chase. We would play with other neighborhood dogs and form life long, lifelong friendships with his pals. At the same time, my daughter would play in the, uh, with her friends on the play structure, and I made friends with other dog owners. Cherry Chase was more than just a park. It was the center of my community. We've been well aware of the long-standing leash laws in this city, but I can count only on one hand the number of times animal control came by and ticketed us based on the individual who didn't like or was scared of dogs. Over the last five years, our neighboring communities have created parks to allow dogs to be off-leash at specific times of the day. This allows dog lovers to be with their dogs in park during these times. It allows others uh, who are not comfortable around canines to come at other times outside of the designated dog hours. Off-leash dog parks are now considered one of the fastest growing park types at this time. It drives higher utilization of parks, makes them safe uh, places, and gives man's best friend an opportunity to play with, with friends, socialize, and get the exercise required to maintain their health. It's time to recognize the 38,000 approximate Sunnyvale dogs and their owners have uh, the legitimate right to use and enjoy our parks. There are currently 604 residents and growing who have signed our petition for off-leash dog parks in our city. Let's put Sunnyvale on the below list of cities that offer off-leash dog parks. And these are just neighboring cities, San Francisco, well, not just neighboring, but in, in, within our area. San Francisco and Portland have over 30 uh, off-leash dog parks. Each of them, Mountain View is eight, Cupertino is two, moving to four, Redwood City has two, Livermore has seven, and Boise has uh, 11. So we'd like to see our our, uh, our city on this list moving forward. Thank you. Thank you so much, Gary. We appreciate you coming out. Uh, next, uh, the commissioner will hear from Othar Hansen.
Thank you, Commissioner, and uh, the rest of the commission staff and all my neighbors. Uh, if any of you had met any of our four dogs by now, we would be friends already. Um, I'm here in support of the dog off-leash area uh, study issue. That's on the uh, on for discussion. My wife and I have been residents in Sunnyvale. She's lived in the same house for 29 years. A powerfully hit home run would hit our house from Washington Park. Uh, despite that, we never really made great use of the park until we got our first dog, Simon Says. And so we went for the usual walks through the park, uh, spending maybe 10 minutes right in the park, meeting some neighbors, meeting some friends, meeting lots of dogs, etc. cetera. Uh, during the pandemic, uh, like a lot of people, we spent a lot more time outdoors. We spent a lot more time in Washington Park. Sometimes the spirit moved us and we dropped the leash uh, and, and, we, and the dogs had great play time uh, with other dogs in Washington Park. Never creating a problem, uh, and, and creating this amazing little community, uh, spending literally hours in the park with their dogs. Our experience was we would introduce old neighbors to new friends and their dogs. We've made new friends who are here tonight um, as well. And our enjoyment and use of the park just vastly increased. Um, I won't give any credit to the pandemic, but I will give a lot of credit to spending lots of time in the park playing uh, some of it off leash. Um, uh, as Gary gave us the context, I think this is a lot easier question for the commission now than it was 10 or so years ago because we have data from neighboring cities. Um, but in my experience, our enjoyment and use of the park has just vastly increased thanks to our own sort of unofficial study of this topic. Thank you for your attention. Thank you so much, Othar. I appreciate you coming out. The next speaker we'll hear from is uh, Mr. Scott Clark. Yes, sir. Thank you for letting me speak. I'm not the uh, most eloquent speaker. Haven't done this too many times. Been a uh, Sunnyvale resident for 50 years. Probably. Um, I love dogs. I've had dogs. Um, I am also here to advocate for this dog outreach area. Uh, I think it would be very beneficial to many Sunnyvale residents. Um, no, actually, as you pointed out during the pandemic, um, Having my dog and being able to go out to walk was really, really helpful. I got my dog during the pandemic, and he's been a real, a real blessing to me and my family. I have moved many, many friends just walk the dog the park, talking to people. It really just gets me out, makes me healthy. Um, dogs need a place to run. My dog's about 30 pounds, he's a herding dog in the park. I tend to get her ball there, but there's lots of attention. She gives me attention, I give her. And, you know, playing ball is, is really something that's awesome to do. And, you know, I, I can't, you know, can't do it better. Uh, the, existing, the existing dog parks, they're just totally inadequate. The people that go there are they're very entitled. Um, they, they don't watch their dogs at all. They just let the dogs start going into the parks. They, they, they fight with each other. They're, they're sipping on their lattes. They're not doing anything. But people that go into these parks, they know they're actually just watch the dog. They respect the team's presence, right? And then that just creates more peace. Um, 
um, what the city is doing. And so, yes, as I mentioned, uh, it's about people social. I have yet yeah, made some friends. Uh, and you know, I'm very responsible for the job to talk to other people. They can tell me now, hey, you know, go pick it up. That's something that, that also binds community together. You've got to talk to them. That's quite a better thing. I think the, the goal of concept, which, you know, as they said, it's happening in Cupertino and Mountain View. Um, you know, it's just we're there. I think it's going to be nice. It's kind of working off of my school stage area and that. Um, and, and I think it's a very cost effective and quick way for Sunnyvale to be able to get down. We would be, people need to be responsible about that. Um, thank you for your time. Thank you much. Uh, thank you so much, Scott, for coming down uh, to uh, to speak about this item. Uh, next, the commission will hear from Mr. Eric Crock. Mr. Crock. Thank you, Commissioner Testing. So um, I'm here today to encourage the Parks and Recreation Commission, as it considers all of these uh, worthwhile study issues, to consider highly ranking one of the one of the additional study issues, which will be, in my understanding, sent your way for evaluation, uh, which is the study issue introduced by Council Member Sell in December to evaluate the feasibility of converting several PGE rights away plots in the Cherry Chase neighborhood to uh, mini parks. Uh, Council Member uh, uh, Testing uh, opened this conversation last year with a study issue. Um, Mayor Klein continued the discussion by reaching out to PG&E, and now Councilmember Sell has introduced a follow-on uh, study issue to continue researching this issue, which was co-sponsored by all six members of the council. I know there are many worthy issues um, under the uh, domain of the Parks and Recreation Commission and the City Council. I think one of the unique features of this particular study issue is that it's focusing on identifying a way to get PG&E's permission to convert PG&E land for use as Sunnyvale green space. So it's a rare opportunity to get additional green space for use as Sunnyvale parks without the city of Sunnyvale actually having to spend funds uh, buying land. Um, so, you know, the city of Sunnyvale is working hard to uh, comply with state housing regulations and increase um, the population of Sunny, uh, Sunnyvale, and that's going to create a lot of new people in Sunnyvale. We have a goal of maintaining a certain ratio of open green space for public use to population, and that means it's important for us to continue finding ways to obtain new land that can be used for public green space. That's particularly true in Cherry Chase, where um, the El Camino Precise Plan has rezoned El Camino for high-density mixed-use housing, and we'll be getting thousands of new residents who will need places to come and enjoy the outdoors in uh, coming uh, years and months. So these um, plots of land have been fenced off and underutilized vacant lots for literally decades. Uh, and it would be a real shame now that we have the attention of Pacific Gas and Electric and their tentative approval for Sunnyvale to uh, convert these plots subsequent, uh, you know, subject to PGE seeing a plan from the city of Sunnyvale. If we fail to act now so that we could uh, take advantage of this opportunity, and you won't have another guy 68 years from now talking about 
uh, talking in front of this commission, arguing we should uh, do something about converting those vacant plots of land. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mr. Croc, for uh, for coming out and uh, and uh, spending time to uh, to speak with us today. Um, I just uh, and then uh, very I, quickly, David, I, I just I, want to give a quick update. Um, because the study issue was submitted by uh, by council in December, um, it isn't ready yet. That's the reason why it's not on our list. Uh, but the commission uh, council will review it on the February fifteenth study issue workshop. That was exactly my question. Thank you so much, Ricky. And just to uh, just to clarify, you're saying that city council will review this on February fifteenth. They will review all the study issues. City council reviews all study issues February fifteenth. Yes. Okay. I thought for some reason that was supposed to be in March. No. Okay, uh, I'm sorry. What was that, Michelle? February fifteenth is when the ranking of all of all uh, study issues will occur. Thank you so much, Michelle. Um, I appreciate that. It could be March. Could be the date that the city manager reviews what's above and below the line, maybe, hmm. um, as to see what is for funding. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. Uh, next up, we will hear from Renee Jordan. Renee. Hi, my name is Renee Jordan. I'm a resident of Sunnyvale, and I live near Dan's Park. I'm echoing a lot of what people have here said. Um, I'm really in support of the study of the off dog off-leash law. The reason is we all have, well, there's a lot of dogs. There's a lot of dogs in our neighborhood. We could go to uh, a couple of the off-leash uh, parks, but they're very poorly maintained. They're dirty, and they're far away. We want to be able to take our dog and take it to the park that's next to us. We already look around, know when there's people in the park, and we go off to the side. We, we know that some people aren't comfortable with dogs. So we already regulate ourselves. We put ourselves off to the side. We're very respectful. We clean up after our dog. We actually clean up after other people. So not only are we responsible for our dogs, we're responsible for people that leave the litter in our park. As well as we supply a presence at a park. So when there's nobody there, you're not going to have thefts going on because we are there. We're there as a community. I also have developed some great friends who I've never would have uh, really uh, met if it wasn't for the dog park. And just, I think it's a great opportunity. And the fact that every other city around here is doing this, I feel like Sunnyvale's a little bit behind the the gate here and i think we can only just expand on that and we have a lot of responsible dog owners that we've heard here so i think the risk is low and you know give us our time then what we're there and we will abide by it. So. thank you so much renee i appreciate you coming out uh to speak with the commission next we'll hear from uh mark bronthal bronicle mark sorry about that i know who i so I wanted, first of all, to thank you for letting me talk. This is a really important subject for me. Um, I understood that uh, the meeting was going to be today, and then it was canceled. I made appointments to do something else, and then I heard that the meeting was back on again, so I canceled everything to come here. So this is a really important, uh, important meeting for me. It's a really important item. Um, and I, too, want to echo what everybody else said behind me, 
But I'd like to also bring something else to the table because I don't want to just repeat what they said. <clears throat> I too am a long time rescue. And I've had dogs for over 20 years and we brought our dogs to the parks. We will continue to bring our dogs to the parks, um, regardless of what happens here. So what I think we're trying to tell you is that we want to make it more official. So we want, we want the city to say, we do recognize what you're doing and we support what you're doing because of all the reasons people said behind us. You know, there's social reasons, there's uh, uh, ecological reasons, um, there's community reasons, a lot of these reasons. But I mean, the main point that I really want to let you know is we're going to do it. It's going to happen. And what we're looking for is your blessing. Um, to be able to have your blessing that you recognize the fact that we need a place to bring our dogs. We're going to bring our dogs. Uh, we just want to be able to let you know that we want to work with you. We clean up after ourselves. We clean up after other people that play baseball, that make barbecues. Um, they bring their kids to the parks and the kids play with the dogs. They get a lot of learning that way. Um, so that's, I think, what I'm asking, in addition to what everybody else is, is I'm asking you to, let's make this official. The other cities have done it, and all we're doing is we're asking you to do this. Thanks. Thank you so much. Appreciate you coming out to speak to the uh, to the commission. Um, I will now close, oh, do we have anyone online for public comment? I will now close public comment. I will now ask for discussion from my colleagues. Any discussion from my colleagues? Uh, discussion, uh, amongst our, uh, discussion amongst our colleagues uh, regarding any particular study issue items. Any advocacy work, I, I, I imagine. Commissioner Gary? I want to say that I support uh, hardly the city issue of the of the dog park. Okay, I live across the dog park, and I see dog walking on the leash. Sometimes they run by themselves, and uh, in my area, the dog owners are very very well educated. They clean their dog, and the dog offers good life to the owner. So I totally support the dog park solution. Thank you so much. Thank you, uh, Chair Kessie. Um, couple of uh, questions. Uh, so there were a few more study issues um, that was uh, from the prior years. Um, uh, so are we not including those uh, in the, like for example, Hey, Prakash, if you're referring to uh, the expanded outdoor sports, uh, those were actually funded. Um, and that's the reason why they're not on this list. Uh, so they're actually being worked on right now. And, uh, particularly, there's one uh, 17-01. Is there a time limit? Um, um, uh, I, mean, I, I was just looking at the past tradition, like 17-01. Are those... Um, is that uh, 
think was it because it was a uh, low uh, the bottom rank issue so some study issues could be the uh, could be dropped uh, but let me look into 17-1 do you recall if it was ESD DPW right ESG ESD then I'll look into it Okay, I would like to talk about the study issue. Twenty-three evaluate the feasibility of an ordinance to ban the use of the guard for leaf blower and other small two-stroke motor into the field of sunday. I think that it is a good idea. Use electric motor, but you cannot ban the 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 gas motor because some some unit does not have electric 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 battery and like that. So I would say uh, definitely I am favorable to promote the battery operated utensil or tools, but the old tools. That still use the gas, we cannot ban them. Certainly, sir. I understand. Thank you for uh, the comment. Um, if there is no other comment, I'd like to say something. Uh, in regarding to the study issue DPW 20 11, the dog off leash areas in our parks, I would like to solicit uh, in support of my other commissioners to rank the study issue highly. I think it's an easy win for our commission. I think it's likely to be picked up and implemented by city council. I'm happy to chat with either of you or anyone on this commission about that. Uh, and the reason why I think uh, this study issue, is, the reason why I like the study issue is because it's consistently supported in our community. The people who want to support it are showing up on a regular basis. They seem very organized. Uh, they seem very well-mannered. I feel like the program is already in place in other cities. Uh, that it's uh, compelling reasons for why we should have it here is that the, there's a liability issue if we don't. There's socialization amongst our neighbors. Uh, there's a community building, uh, there's a great sense of community building uh, opportunities that it presents. Uh, and it's, uh, appears to me as though it's quite easy to implement. Uh, and that just seems like good policy. I hope that both of you will support it. I'd also like to comment on a couple of correspondences that we've got um, regarding it. Uh, this one is from um, Clark Hobson. Uh, as we engage in conversations while our dogs play, we build connections exchange ideas and form lasting friendships. This sense of community strengthens the social fabric of Sunnyvale. I have another member who, of our community who wrote out and said that because of my dog, I've made friends that I normally might not have met. Uh, another individual said that it's a great way not only for our dogs to exercise and socialize, but for owners to meet new people and form relationships that, that make, our, make for stronger communities. I have personally made new, lasting friendships, and I've learned a lot about our neighborhood and the broader Sunnyville community with these regular conversations. Another individual wrote in and said that it provides opportunities to meet and mingle with other like-minded Sunnyvale residents. I cannot tell you how many people I have met and friends that I've made taking my dog out to the local parks for walks and to play. It's a dramatic increase over my normal interactions with my neighbors. I feel much more connected to my neighbors and my community. Another individual wrote in 
dog parks can be particularly beneficial to our elderly residents. Off-leash areas offer a controlled environment where older individuals can safely enjoy the companionship of dogs uh, without the physical demands of leash walking. One other person wrote in, from experience, we know that dog walking times bring a lot of owners, dog owners out to allow people to talk, make connections, and strengthen the local community. Now, that's just a few of the things. That... Talking about the emails, I have accounted that in uh, one week, normally with 10 days, we have received 52 emails of dog supporters. So definitely the dog owners are a big population. And this is the reason for what we support this study issue. Yeah. 52 emails to support the dog leash, the, the dog park, sorry. Yes, sir. I would say other than that, um, I would also like to advocate for um, late night lights. Uh, the idea of being able to have uh, uh, parks open later on the weekends, you know, on Wednesday nights, excuse me, not on Wednesday nights, that would be inefficient to get getting home, getting their homework done. Uh, I mean, on uh, on Friday nights and Saturday nights, uh, I think it's great that our parks, um, our community services are open late in the evening uh, and indoor spaces. I've seen uh, the gentleman that was over here last week, that was, uh, was Mario, I think, that was talking about the uh, uh, the, the gyms that we have that are accessible uh, late at night, uh, having our parks open to people to enjoy later in the evenings, especially during the the, the winter uh, months, is an excellent idea. Um, giving kids, uh, individuals in general, an opportunity to get out of the house is, I think, worthwhile. Uh, giving people an opportunity to, to get out of the community, to get out and make the most out of the community is a worthwhile thing. Um, and. I mean, as much as I love the bus terminal sign, I, I think it's a great idea, and I'd really like to see it happen. Um, I, I think um, I could understand that not making it making it way its its way at this time. Uh, and as far as getting two thousand and twenty five trees parked by two thousand and twenty five, you know, as much as I love that idea, I think the equity lens uh, uh, was a, was a good concept as well. Uh, I certainly hope we don't have uh, another meeting um, next year about tree canopy and not having enough tree canopy. Um, again and again and again. It'd be like nice to have a solution for that at some point. Um, but I would say as far as ranking goes, I would urge my my members, uh, members of this commission, uh, my colleagues here to rank uh, the, the dog off leash area as number one and the late night lights is number two. Uh, but that's up to you and your own choice. Do we have any other comments from the public or from the commission? Yeah, I do. Uh, just to, yeah, to thank you for all your support. I remember um, the dog uh, off leash support. I mean, proposing that study issue back in uh, 2019. So the that eventually became came to the council um, at the ranking in 2020. Um, and uh, since then, it's been there on the list um, from the PRC uh, from the Parks and Rec Commission. And I I also I mean um, like. Um, I support um, the other com commissioners ranking that highly. Um, apart from that, I think there is a few few others. Uh, so, are we going to be any of those council ones? Are we going to be voting on those or? So, for the study issues that go into council that are still being written, 
Um, although you won't be able to rank it officially at your commission, uh, I will send you copies um, just so that you have it for your reference. Um, and then to follow up on your previous question, ESD 1701, eliminate the use of chemical pesticides on city-owned and leased property. Um, it was actually funded, so it is anticipated to be completed in June 2025, so they're working on it as we speak. Thank you. And to respond to Mr. Uh, Commissioner Geary's uh, comment about the uh, other public uh, study issues, uh, those are being ranked on February 15th. And we, like every other member of the public, are encouraged to show up at City Council uh, to discuss and advocate for these study issues that we want to see ranked high uh, and, and above the line. Correct? Excellent. So um, we have is, no... Sorry, yeah, okay. this is one... Uh study this ESG 24-01, evaluate the use of artificial turf I mean, because uh, this affects Sunnyvale Parks. And uh, there was a lot of discussion around this uh, not too long ago. And I think, should, is this something that we should uh, take up in the commission uh, as part of our ranking as well? 2401? Yeah. Banning of artificial turf uh, uh, in uh, Sunnyvale Parks? Use of artificial turf uh, for ground coverage. Yeah, so um, unfortunately, the list that I was provided had only eight study issues, uh, not including that one. Uh, but I can discuss with the city clerk's office and um, council liaison desk to see if this one should have been on our list. Um, unfortunately, we won't be able to rank that due to us agendizing these specific topics. Thank you. Who sponsored that? ESG looks like. ESG? Uh, the Environment Services Department. Okay. Do we have any other uh, comments or a motion from my colleagues? Do we have a motion from my colleagues? Uh, so don't do any motion. What we will do is a ranking. Um, essentially, I will call each of you. You will give me each of your rankings, one being the highest, eight being the lowest. Um, I will tally them, and then I will give the results, and then we will ask for a first and a second. Uh, so I will give everyone about two minutes to decide how they want to rank their items. Then I will call on you randomly. Certainly. Can we get some Jeopardy theme music while we do this? So the we are ranking only those what's uh, listed on the screen right now, right? Yeah, so you can rank all the ones on the screen. Uh, please note, the ones with asterisks have to be ranked. Uh, ones without asterisks, those can be dropped or deferred if you uh, decide to. Um, all the ones that have the asterisks because they were uh, rated, uh, I think, I believe above the line before in previous years. Thank you.
And if any uh, commissioner is ready, feel free to raise your hand and then I will start it, but no rush. I think Jim's playing Mario Kart over there. And care casting, would you be ready to vote? Yes. Okay, perfect. And then um, to help with the ease of it, uh, you can either follow that list and just give me the numbers going down, or you could tell me which ones you rank first uh, by the number, and then I'll... I'm going to make it. it very hard for you. I'm going to be doing the David Letterman late night uh, roll call. Uh, coming in at number eight of your study issues that uh, should be supported. I see DPW 23-07, evaluate the feasibility of an ordinance to ban use of gas-powered leaf blowers. Coming in at number seven, we have DPW 24-06, explore the feasibility of planting 2,025 new trees in Sunnyvale. Number six, I call out uh, DPW 24-05, explore making the city-owned property at West Evelyn and Matilda Place, open and accessible to public, with the rehabilitation of an existing bus terminal sign abandoned at that location, and it would be awesome if that happened. It'd be so cool, uh, but I understand it doesn't. At number five, DPW 20-03, Waste Reduction Initiative in Sunnyvale Parks. Number four, DPW 22-08, evaluate the council policy for naming city parks with the intention of incorporating a more diverse cultural history and parks and park naming, including South Asian culture and develop a policy for renaming existing parks. At number three, I agree with uh, uh, Commissioner Bremont, ESD 22-02, promotion and assessment of sustainable landscaping strategies. At number two, DPW 24-05, evaluate, excuse me, 24-04, evaluate late night lights at public parks. And at number one, I call out DPW 20-11, evaluate feasibility of a dog off-leash hour in select Sunnyvale parks. Thank you. Uh, Commissioner Geary, are you ready? Yep, thank you. Um, I will uh, rank from uh, the, um, number one to number eight. Um, DPW 20-11 as my number one. 24-04 as number two, 24-06 as number three, 24-05 as number four, 20-03 as number five, 22-02 as number six, 23-07 as number seven, 22-08 as number eight. Thank you. And then Commissioner Ramon. Number one, 
Can you please repeat that? It looks like I missed one of your rankings. Thank you very much. Uh, just give me about a few minutes and I'll tally the votes and I'll display it on the screen. Certainly. Thank you so much, Ricky. Thank you, man. Thanks.
So as you can see, currently we have uh, DPW 2011 evaluate feasibility of dog off-leash as ranked number one. Number two, we have DPW 2404 evaluate late nights. Uh, in third place, we have DPW 2003 waste reduction initiative. In fourth place, we have DPW 2405 evaluate making uh, city-owned property at West Evelyn and Matilda Place open and accessible. Um, in fifth and sixth place, we have a tie, so we will actually wait for Daniel Ramon to come back and we will actually uh, do a tiebreaker. But essentially, those are to vote for the feasibility of planting trees and the uh, promotion assessment of sustainable landscaping strategies. Um, and then in seventh place, we have evaluate the council policy for naming city parks. And uh, for eighth place, we have DPW 2307 evaluate the feasibility of ordinance to ban the gas powered leaf. Yes, sir. Uh, so I will call on each of you uh, one by one. If you can give me uh, which one you prefer, um, and then obviously there's three people, so there'll be an automatic tiebreaker. Yes. Commissioner Geary. Can you turn on your mic, please? Okay. So considering um, it's unlikely to, uh, for the study issue to be ready by 20, um, the study report to be ready by 2025, and the, the study issue calls for a tree by 2025, I think. Um, I vote um, twenty two dash o two as higher priority than uh, o six twenty four dash o six. Thank you, Chair Casting. Can I defer for a moment? I'll defer to uh, uh, Commissioner Bramel. Uh, if you want to do the vote, I'm um, I'm going to go with 2406. So then in that case, um, the ranking is as is. Um, please ask for a first and a second, and then we will uh, do a ranking. I mean, we'll do a vote. We have a motion from uh, from the commission. I move to approve uh, ranking uh, as voted by the commission. Do we have a, a, a vote? Chair Kessing? I approve. Commissioner Bramon? Commissioner Geary? I approve. The motion passes three with two absent uh, to follow the study issues ranked as followed. Excellent. So uh, moving on, uh, we'll uh, information only reports. Uh, uh, oh, non-agenda items. This portion of the agenda is for oral reports and announcements for commission commissioners who uh, and or staff to share information. Commissioners, do any commissioners have any non-agenda items or comments? 
Um, actually, before that, and I, I might have left it off the script. Did you still want to speak about your potential study issue? Oh, do you want I'm to kick totally off sorry. next month? Uh, do we have any input? Uh, so potential study issues, item 24-0172, discussion and consideration of potential study issues, park benches for increased senior citizen mobility. Do we have any input from staff on that? Yeah, I met with the director of public works and kind of bounced the idea off him. He he believes that it's a good study issue. It belongs in public works, but he's not sure if parks is the right place for it. It could be traffic and engineering related or uh, something else. So that we met right before the holiday break. So I should know sometime in the next you know few weeks which department he feels it belongs with. Certainly, I, I don't mind deferring that till next next month when we actually have a more people here as a, a, a larger quorum. Uh, unless somebody wants to talk about that right now. I'm going to move to get us out of here soon, though. Um, uh, this portion of the agenda is for oral reports and announcements by commissioners and their staff to share information. Uh, do commissioners have any non-agenda items or comments? Do staff any non have any non-agenda items or comments? Um, so I think that's it, man. I have no comments. Uh, information only reports items. Do we have any proposed study issues for calendar year 2025 standing item? Nope. Uh, then, you know, just to, to reiterate, I, I really enjoy the fact that we do get an opportunity to put together study issues. Um, I think if they're not good, they're going to get dropped, you know, so I say go ahead and throw it out there, man. Um, right. I mean, you guys can always say, hey, this is a dumb idea. We're not. Uh, we move to to, to, to to drop it. Um and hopefully it doesn't. But hey, uh, if you guys have ideas for, for a new policy, I say we get them out there. Uh, with that, this meeting is adjourned at uh, 8.19 p.m. Thank you. Thank you for coming out, everybody.